Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Gary. And this is Daniel. Welcome. It's good to see you all again. Yes. Yes. It's good to be gathered. We have had uh, we've had a handful of responses from uh, folks who have emailed in and would uh, like some answers uh, to some of their questions. Yeah. And tonight, tonight, this is pretty exciting. Uh, this one comes from Vinny from Arkansas. Shout out first of all to Vinny for reaching out to us and uh, and apparently somebody in his twelve step group who had uh, mentioned that they'd been listening to our podcast. Yeah. So thank you. Um, glad to have you on board. And Vinny, we would like to spend just a second tonight and see if we can answer some of your questions. So I am going to read what Vinny had uh, had sent to us. He said, someone from my 12-step group here in Arkansas told me about your podcast. I was uncertain at first. I'm going to be honest, Vinny, so was I. <laughs> <clears throat> but I found that your honesty and sincerity about our addic- your addiction comes through, and I'm still new into my recovery. Congratulations, first of all, for finding recovery. That's Absolutely. That is fantastic. That's remarkable, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering what some things you actively do to avoid temptation. Uh, and then he says, because I feel like temptation is constantly bar- bombarding me every day. Yeah, I, I, uh, that's a great question, and I think it's something that uh, we can certainly spend some time on, because there's no question about it that I think each one of us in our own universe, in our own world, whether we're, we're here in our state or you're in, you're in yours, and, uh, but, but there's no question about it, there's lots of... There's lots of, uh, of of information coming our way that we see every day, that we hear every day, mm-hmm. that really affects our, our addictive behavior. So a couple of things I think that jump out to me. First and foremost, congratulations on being part of a 12-step. I think that's... Uh, and having somebody within your 12-step, I think, that you can reach out to, connect with. Uh, that's what that group is intended to do, right? I mean, that's really what that's about. Uh, and I think that anything you can do and connect with those people in that 12-step group is going to be a massive help. So please don't hesitate to reach out. I'm hoping you have a sponsor and that you take some time to connect with that sponsor and anyone else in the group that you feel comfortable with at any time, day or night, such that you, uh, uh, because in, in a lot of cases, just being able to talk about something at the moment where you're having that difficult moment uh, is really helpful. <clears throat> oh, yeah, for sure. So... Um, uh, one one thing I'd like to point out. Sure. It sounds it sounds like Vinny is early in his recovery. Right. And so temptation is just part of the game. Right. You know, it's it's something that you get to deal with and you know, you can't sterilize your environment. So you're always going to be presented with something and you've got all kinds of thought processes and and habits and things like that that are going to exert their influence on you. Yeah. So don't don't think that you're doing anything wrong because you're still being tempted. Right. You know, it's very, very, very typical and, and quite honestly, uh, something that you'll always deal with. Now, the upside to that is, is that you get better at dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I, I'm not going to say that it gets easier, but you get much better at it. Right. I was going to add also that one of the classic issues that... that goes along with addictive behavior is this idea that we can control everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and 
obviously in this space, uh, it, it's impossible to control the influences that the world asserts itself on us. So, so as we walk into a shopping mall, as whatever it is that's going on, we don't get to control all of those things. We don't get to look at somebody else and say, you know, uh, and it crosses my mind often, you know, what were you thinking when you put that on this morning? Mm -hmm. But but sometimes, and I, I think our counselor has been fantastic at pointing this out, that sometimes that, you know, they don't dress thinking about me. Mm -hmm. They yeah. dress with whatever it is that they're comfortable with dressing with. and how or whatever is clean in their closet, maybe. Or maybe just what they have. Or, yeah. yeah, it could be all those things. So some of the things that we do that I like to do when I'm walking through space like that, where I know full well, like a mall, for instance, where I can't control those kinds of thoughts or those kinds of things that I'm seeing, I can control my thoughts. I like to see the person. I'm yeah. interested in seeing mm -hmm. faces and eyes and trying to understand, instead of seeing body parts, I want to see faces and I want to see, I want to try and understand from their eyes what it is that possibly is going through in their mind. And I think what I find more often than not is, is that most of people are experiencing pain and difficulty and trauma, and um, and when I can relate to that, when I can experience that by just passing, then I feel much more empathetic to them, and I don't see them as parts and pieces. I see them as people mm -hmm. who are having a who are having a, you know a mortal experience of some type. Sure, yeah. I mean for me, um, when I quit trying to resist, you know, avoid temptation because <laughs> it's going to be there. You know, and because I was always worried about, oh, I got to avoid this temptation and that and that, I was in this kind of state of anxiety. Sure. Which really, and this may be something that, you know, he's feeling. Um, and when you just, you know, ha face it head on, because it's going to be there. You can't avoid it. We can't control that, like we've said. Sure. And realize, okay, that temptation is going to be there. What am I going to do in those cases? Like, you know, we've talked about safety plans and things like that. Right. You know, so if you're going to a swimming pool, you know, come up with a plan because you know that temptation is going to be there. What are you going to do? You know, if it's a family event at the swimming pool, you have to be there. It's not like you can avoid it. So come up with a, a game plan of how you're going to deal with that. You know, when you see someone in a, you know, a bikini at the pool, you know, how are you going to deal with that? Like you said, look at the face, the eyes, not the parts. Right. Um, look at the human being instead of the, you know, the Damn. things that you would normally lust over. Um, that's a great idea. You know, and, and think through what you're going to do. Yeah. You know, I think I think through, okay, when I'm presented with this, this is what I'm going to think about, and I really like Mike's strategy. Another thing is, you know, maybe you're finding yourself at home alone or, you know, wherever it is you, you find yourself acting out. Do the same kind of thing there, too. Create a plan for yourself. Know what you're going to do if you're in those kind of situations. Yeah. yeah. I will tell you that one of the most effective things, one of the most effective things that I found was really, really helpful for me was um when i was faced with a with a temptation or the desire to relapse or is i would um i would send a huge text to, to the, every to everybody universe. in my list <laughs> right. everybody in my list i'd send everybody a text and you know my at the time my phone was set so that i could send out individual texts to multiple people at the same time and and i would literally write out a text and i'd send it to everybody that was in my 12-step group, that was in my uh, group therapy, anybody who had agreed to be a support for me, I would send it out. Yeah. And I would usually find that just typing the text out and hitting that send button was enough 
to take care of the problem. And then you get to spend the next 40 minutes <laughs> talking to all the people talking to all yeah. the people who are going to respond and and reach back out to you. So having those kind of networks is really important and you also need to commit and be willing to do that for somebody else. Yes. Mm-hmm. You yes. know. Um a couple other thoughts I had too. I I remember uh, <coughs> I remember I had a call one day from a, a, a one of the individuals from one of our groups who was, I believe, in the south of France. And uh, he called me uh, because he was looking out his window uh, at, at a room across the way and had noticed uh, somebody there who had been who was I, some state of undress. And he was freaking out. He was literally sort of, oh, my word, oh, my word. And uh, my response to him was, is that, yeah, but it doesn't mean you have to masturbate. And I think that's a relevant point for all of us to, to realize mm-hmm. is that, okay, the world is going to happen. Things happen out there mm-hmm. that we can't control. Things exist, but we're committed to our recovery. We're rec- committed to ourselves that we want to live differently. And that commitment is um, is is deep-seated. It's not based on a relationship with a spouse or a girlfriend. It's not really, it's not based on anything other than the fact that I myself am sick and tired of living this kind of a lifestyle. Yeah, sure. And and I think that's important to understand that if I'm committed in that way, just because I see something doesn't mean that I have to go home and and, uh, and think about it and do something yeah. and do something about it. And I but, think that's relevant. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. And it's also really important that you've spent the last X amount of years training yourself that that's what you do when yeah. you see yeah. this kind of stimulation or whatever it might be that that is what you do next right and and part of part of uh working your recovery is to slow that down and recognize that that that's what's going on inside your head yes. you got to slow that down and interfere with it and, and have all of these safety plans to to deal with that kind of stuff. Well, and another factor here, I'm just kind of rethinking through uh, the wording. It sounds like he's really early on. So uh-huh. he's probably going through some withdrawal as yeah. well. And that, yeah. that might be That's a, a factor point. in here too. Sure. Really good point. Really good point. Yeah. I think also it's important to bring up, uh, you know, you may be in a, a, as you're listening to this podcast, you may be in a very healthy spot right now thinking that, you know what? All those issues are are a mile away from here right now. Mm -hmm. And it's in that time that you really want to do some evaluation of, you know, if I were to get some sort of stimuli uh, uh, in my universe, where would I go to act out? Well, in nine times out of ten, it would probably be on your phone. It might be at a computer. It might be at a handful of different things. And I think it's really important to talk about maybe some first-order changes at this particular Mm -hmm. juncture because— Uh, limiting those, limiting access to those kinds of things, give you just enough time for you to get back yeah. into your senses. Any anything to slow that process down. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, I happen to have an Apple phone, and I know that uh, you know there are others here sitting at the table that have Apple phones as well. That some some of these times these aren't easy to fix, but uh, but I don't have on my own personal device. I don't have access to Safari. That's one of those things that's completely gone. In addition to that, I've removed the capability of adding apps and a variety mm-hmm. of different things like that so that I can limit that particular thing. Uh, we had, had entered that in by a code to make those things disappear, and unfortunately, we don't remember the code. So <laughs> those aren't coming back to my phone anytime. And I will tell you that once in a while it comes up, my kids will say, hey, hey, Dad, why don't you, uh, why don't you Google this particular thing? And I'll say, uh, I don't have the Internet on my phone. And... Uh, um, Though the internet still has to be part of my plan, I can't make that go away. I don't have the capacity to mm-hmm. search. 
So my advice is, is that when you're Vinny, when you're sitting at home and you're in a, bo- a good, healthy spot, evaluate the places where uh, mm-hmm. opportunities to act out are going to present themselves. Where would you go immediately? Well, I would probably go to my phone or I would go to yeah. this computer. Or I would go to my work computer and do whatever it is you have to do to make those things safe. Because if, uh, if even if it just slowed you down, if it just required you to take a few minutes, that's going to give you enough time to get back into your straight thinking head. Yeah. No, I mean, with uh, my sponsees, I've, I've done that. I've disabled those features. They still have internet, but they can't. Uh, um, Apple phones have a way of restricting adult content. Yes. Yeah. Um, not only that, we also, you know, he gave, they get, gave me a list of the sites they went to, mm-hmm. and I put those in so that those, even if by some miracle they can get to one, it definitely does not allow them to go to those sites. Um, so if you can get your sponsor to help you out with that, they have the code, you don't have it, or even your spouse or significant other, yeah. um, anyone else other than you that has that, that it, it, again, it makes it so you can't go to those places. Yeah. Yes, you're still going to probably find other ways, mm-hmm. but at least this is yeah, one well, less easy access r- route. What, yeah. what is the saying? What is the saying? Uh, locks only keep honest people honest, right? Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you that blocking sites, uh, because I'm self-employed, I will tell you that uh, I went down the path of trying to block sites on my on my uh, work computer. And I have found that to be a real exercise in futility because it's almost as if every new day, every, yeah. you know, there's these new sites that would come up. And so I have tried, uh, I've tried other, uh, other mm-hmm. avenues. Uh, I've discovered that when I get on the computer and I need to access the internet, oftentimes I'll just move out into a common area where other people can see me. Um, with my phone, again, I've blocked literally all the capacity to do any kind of a search on my phone mm-hmm. uh, just for those very reasons. So I, my point being is, is that, and then I hope you take that to heart, Vinny, is, is that maybe you you know, consider the places where you would normally access mm-hmm. the Internet and access those, those sites because, you know, all it's going to take is for just a few minutes to get past that. And that's just one more minute, one more hour, one more day of clean time. Right. Yeah. And we, we do it a moment at a time. That's right. Um, and I, I'll tell you, so just as a, as a nice broad stroke, you throw you slow that process down as much as you can with your first order changes, and, and then you get somebody involved as quickly as you can. Correct. As soon, as soon as you see that coming, because a lot of times these things will start building before you realize it. You yeah, know, you're going to get into your, you're going to get into your pattern. Um, so get somebody involved as soon as you recognize what's going on. And a lot of times, something that helped me was, um, well, let's see, I got to think how to say this. Okay, there were some times that I felt like I was being tempted, but I, I, I wanted to reach out to people, or maybe maybe tempted wasn't the right word. There were times when I felt a little off. Sure. Mm-hmm. But sure. I wasn't really in a, in a place where I felt like I was tempted or, or feeling lapsy. I just knew that I was off. Right. And one of the ways that I would deal with that is, again, I would go back to that group and I would check in on everybody else. Yes. How are you guys doing? Right. You know, and mm-hmm. that usually kind of set me straight. You yeah. know, if I was feeling just a little bit off or could see something coming down the road. That's I, a great I, idea. I'd touch base and see, yeah. you know, is there anything I can do for you? And because that really, really helps. Yeah. One of the other things uh, I'm going to add in here as well that I've discovered for myself is um, uh, the power of connection. Now, Mm -hmm. obviously, a counselor has been beating that into our head for quite some time. And Vinny doesn't share enough in his email as to whether he's married, not married, you know, significant other, whatever the case may be. But I will tell you that uh, seeking out those that are significant in our lives and spending time with those people 
is really powerful. Yeah. Uh, if you're living at home with mom, um, you know, stay there till you're 50, however long you've got to, but, you know, but, but, but stay with mom and be close by so that when you have those moments that you can, you know, you can step in and, and say hi to mom because that, that seems to, that always seems to affect it. Now I'm well, just teasing may, about maybe staying not, there till yeah, 50. Yeah, maybe not till you're 50. <laughs> but, uh, the point being is, is that significant, significant others in our lives have a really, really powerful effect. Another thing to keep in mind is you can go to a meeting. Yes, you can. Yeah. And, and you know, in, in fact, in fact, when you first start, they say ninety meetings in ninety days. Correct. You know, you and that has a couple of things. Number one, it's gonna gonna get you in the right mindset, and it's gonna put you in contact with with people that are willing to help or in similar situations. It's gonna build that support structure, and it's gonna put you in a situation where you're gonna be able to serve some other yes. people along the yeah. way. Great opportunities. It's, yeah. Fantastic. So a it's mar- a good short-term and a good long-term strategy. That's fantastic advice. I have a marriage counselor right now that has pointed out on multiple occasions that w- the way we best reset is through hugging. Uh-huh. And they're, uh, so, so he's pointed out multiple times that when we come home, we seem to be off, angry, whatever the case may be, our mind on something else, that uh, spending time in a quality hug with, with that important person in our life really has a way of settling us down and, and oftentimes the, the desire to act out in a lot of cases comes from a, a, an unmet need. Yeah, a, a, a disconnect know, of a some sort. A disconnect of some sort. So just spending a minute connecting with, uh, with that significant other in a, in a meaningful hug uh, can reset all of that in our own, in our own body instrument to, to help us move past a lot of that that we're experiencing. I know I'm not a pet person, but I bet people who are could probably get a little bit of yeah, yeah dog yeah. yeah dogs somewhat help yeah a little bit <laughs> um i mean i'd also suggest maybe looking at patterns looking at things in your life kind of do an evaluation what are things you know when are you feeling the most triggered and, you know if it's are, you know, when, when you're driving to work are you passing things that are start you know maybe you're not paying attention completely but it's in your eyesight and your your brain is picking up on those things. Sure. Yeah. You know, where, you know, maybe you're driving down the street and you pass a lingerie store or a strip club or something like that or some billboard mm-hmm. with a girl in a bikini. You know, even though you're paying attention to the road, your brain is still taking that information in right. and it's feeding it to you. And so maybe, you know, evaluate that and, you know, if that is the case, take a different uh, yeah, a road, or or maybe it's on days where you're wearing a particular outfit, um, or you're doing particular things around your house where you know maybe you haven't brushed your teeth today or done the dishes, and you're just grumpy and irritable, and it just seems like everything's ready to set you off. Yeah. You know, and kind of do those things in advance to uh, get you into a healthy place. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of the things that I had to do in my early recovery was I would change the route to work. Or I even had to change the, the way that I would get ready for work. I had yes. to change the the, mm-hmm. the order in which I got myself ready for the day so it didn't, because that would jumpstart that. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, oh, ritual, I guess. Yeah, the and, ritual. Uh, something, something I'll also point out really quick is remember the acronym HALT, okay? Remember this whole slowdown thing, but you stop, okay? Because a lot of times if you're feeling tempted or activated or triggered or whatever it is, sometimes... Remember that that addiction is a coping mechanism. Yeah, and sometimes you feel that way because you have a need that's not being met. Yeah, in fact, correct. it was Daniel's comment that that reminded me of this. And so there's this little acronym. It says it's halt, and that means hungry, angry, lonely, tired. 
Right. You know, so yeah. take a minute and slow down and saying, okay, I'm feeling this way. Why is that? Am I, am I taking care of some of my basic needs? Because maybe I'm not actually this, maybe I'm just hungry yeah. right. or thirsty, or maybe I'm upset about something, or maybe I just, that I'm lonely and I need to connect with somebody, or maybe I'm tired. Maybe what I just need is a good night's rest right. and address some of those primary needs. And it will, it'll, it'll do a couple things. Number one, it will help, it'll help you in that moment but if you will do that consistently and you're taking care of yourself mm-hmm. it will it will help overall as well yeah. you know when you're when you're at your best you can deal with things a lot better and there's another one uh it's blast so which when you're bored lonely angry uh stressed or tired oh that's also very good yeah very good so both of those are great just to kind of evaluate yeah. where am i at am i bored am i lonely am i hungry am i angry at something uh, generally, it does come from one of those. Um, you know, we just finished uh, a Sage One group last night, and they watched uh, the movie Changing Lanes. And there's a scene where he's like, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, he is an alcoholic, and he's like, "Well, I didn't drink," and he's like, "So what? You're addicted to chaos." <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not about the drink, and sometimes that is. It's not about you know yep. the acting out thing. It could be that you're angry or you're stressed yeah. or tired. Yeah. Remember that alcoholics don't drink because they're thirsty. Yes. That's right. And yeah. you can you can apply that to whatever your drug of choice is. Yes. You're not engaging in that because you are right. Yeah, That's it's because right. you're coping with blank. something. Yeah. It's because yeah. you're some emotional this. response. It's you're coming escaping up. from something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, the reality of it is, is that when you find yourself aroused in some some fashion, some way. In a lot of ways, that's a that's a good indicator to you because that's what you've relied on for so long. That it's a good indicator to you that there is an unmet need mm-hmm. that you really ought to be evaluating. That what is it? I mean, we've just given you a couple of acronyms, but there are a variety of others. But just the opportunity to evaluate where you're at in your life, what's going on, yeah. what what's causing these things that are, that my mind wants me to escape from. Remember, this is a disease of escape. That's what this is all about. Yeah. And, and it could be something. It could be something as simple as I have a project that's due that I'm avoiding. Oh, correct. You know, yeah. or you know, it's even a way that we we've come to reward ourselves. Maybe something really good has happened in your life, and yeah, you know, that's an that's another time that we choose to act. Yeah, out. I think that's fantastic. If you're a student at school, obviously there's constant pressure about uh, this particular assignment or that particular assignment and this test that's coming up, and those were always times. Uh, I found in my own personal life and then I found in those that I sponsor that schooling is is just a constant pressure. Yeah. And and we're, we're pretty good at some cases about saying, well, I'm not dealing with that this weekend. Today this today's Friday and I'm going to go play, I'm going to go do whatever. Uh, but those are all those are all constant pressures in our life that we have to learn to deal with in a healthy way rather than an unhealthy way. Correct. And tackling those things face on or head on is the best way to deal with that. Yeah. In fact, I, w- I was going to point out, you know, uh, I believe your email said because you feel like temptation is a constant bombardment every day. All right. Now, also keep in mind that uh, each one of those temptations is also an opportunity. Yes. It's an opportunity to do the next right thing. It's an opportunity to practice your recovery. It's an opportunity to reach out to somebody and, and connect with them. It's, you know, so yeah, it's rough and we've all been there, but keep in mind, it's also an opportunity. And remember that you don't have to, you don't have to act out on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are a, a variety of tools, just a fantastic list of tools. I think that are, are, um, very, very helpful. Uh, real helpful to uh, to really just sort of understand and to practice to practice our own health. Uh, some of the other things I think that I've always done, um, uh, 
I participate in a variety of a variety of different groups. Uh, we've talked a little bit about some of our Sage mm-hmm. group, which uh, which is a, just a, a a group experience with a, with a hand with a with a workbook that we work through. Obviously, a twelve step. Uh, you know, working the steps is yeah. a great place to. When I find myself, I'm, I'm I'm you know aroused in some way, just immersing myself in step work or immersing myself in reading. Uh, recovery literature always seems to help out quite a bit, and that seems to re- alleviate a lot of the pressure and stress. Um, those those were really helpful. If you haven't written a letter to yourself, do it. That's yeah. a great tool. That's a fantastic tool. I still have my letter yeah. in my wall. It's falling apart now. <laughs> I, I probably couldn't unfold it without it blowing away in the wind. But it served you a lot of years. It served me a lot of years. So yeah. you'll get yourself when you're in a good place. You sit down and you write your letter to yourself and, and keep that with you. Yeah. And then pull that out and read it. If and you even to. going for a walk. Yeah. You know, if you find yourself in a situation where you're feeling tempted, go for a walk. You yeah. Know? Just the change. Just the change the environment. Just go walk. Don't think of anything. Don't berate yourself. Just breathe and walk. Mm-hmm. If you have some earbuds, throw in some music that's you enjoy that's not angry music something that's um enjoyable uh and definitely don't put in disturbed or anything like that (laughs) but uh just listen to something you enjoy and just go for a walk even if it's five ten minutes just something that stops that that, that gets you away and can kind of changes things up and can alleviate that pressure you'll you'll be amazed at how often if you do that that'll even uh change things for you I think something else I would recommend too is, is sort of visiting a relapse chain. Yeah. Uh, because I would suspect that, you know, where you're at today probably won't be where you're at tomorrow and where you were at yesterday isn't where you're at today. And so oftentimes if we look at our last relapse, we'll find some real similarities about what's happening and what's not yeah, happening. Yeah, those patterns. There's a lot of pattern to it. I often found that uh, um, a lot of my acting out behavior, believe it or not, started with, uh, with a sports page. I would hop on my mm-hmm. phone and start... And I apparently my mind just simply knew that when I started with this sports page, if it was ESPN and I wanted to see what's happened in the world of sports, obviously there's a lot happening with the NC2A tournament right now. And so I would be on my phone a lot, but my mind would literally know mm-hmm. that within some period of time between the time I turned on this sports page to, to down the road, that I'm going to be I'm going to be in places I shouldn't be, and, yeah. and your body starts to prepare for that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly so right. So for those of you who don't know, a relapse chain is a is a tool that you use where you'll you'll uh, track your thoughts and events back in time to see where that kind of started. Yes. You know, why did I think this? Well, because of this. Well, why did I do that? Well, because I, you know, and you track right. that back as far as you can. And you'll be surprised. You you might find that um, your cycle could be a couple months of days. Months down the road. Yeah, weeks, months. And you might even have two or three going on at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. So that that's a, that's a pretty healthy exercise. Yeah. And another thing, maybe even avoid social media uh, for a while. Um, you know, I, there's been several guys where they've gone to like Instagram or or YouTube, and it's it's led them down that same yes. path, like you said, starting yeah. with the, the yeah, sports page. Yeah, when I say page. make a connection with somebody, I mean call somebody. Yes, the the Alcoholics Anonymous. One of their one of their their big things they say is nothing is heavier than your phone when you're that's right. You're being and te- I think that means calling. That yes. doesn't mean texting. Yeah, yeah. Pick, well. Mass text to whatever you need to do, uh, but but yeah, reach out to somebody and, and and keep in mind keep in mind that whatever it is you're feeling and whatever it is you're dealing with, it is a temporary situation and it will pass, yeah. and you'll get better at it. So don't give up. Make some really good connections. Reach out to people. Be proactive in that too. 
you know, right. Offer, you know, ask people how they're doing. Yeah. I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you the number of times when I thought, Oh, I'm feeling a little off. I'm going to reach out to somebody and they'll say, Oh my gosh, you have, I was right in the middle of a problem. I'm so glad that you reached out. Right. And that's really helpful too. Yeah. Yeah. Helping somebody else out Mm. during a time of their crisis is a big deal. That's a really good, good point. So. Well, Vinny, I hope we've uh, we've addressed some of the thoughts and uh, concerns and questions that you had. Yeah, uh, thank you so much for reaching out to yeah, us. Absolutely. And, if and, you don't feel like we've addressed this topic sufficiently, please feel free to reach out to us right. again. We would like to see if we can uh, we'll keep working it. Give us our give our best to your twelve step group too. Yes, yeah. uh, tell them all that they're doing uh, they're doing remarkable work. Uh, anybody that's engaged in this particular effort is. Uh, it's just uh, tops in my book because it's uh, this is not an easy thing. You this know, if you're done. being tempted, write us an email. You could drop us a line too. That's right. <laughs> That's <laughs> and right. even if we have answered your questions, you have others. Yeah. Feel free to Please reach feel, out. Feel free to reach out. So, with that, I'll say uh, this is uh, do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring. And this is Gary saying do the next right thing. And this is Daniel saying find the humility in your recovery. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, or have any suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at 12thsteppodcast at gmail.com. That is 1-2-T-H-STEPPODCAST at gmail.com. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.